All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thingamabobs? I got 20. 10,000 years will give you such a prick in the neck. This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you once again for joining us one more time, another week, episode number 12 of the Mod Pod. Hashtag Mod Pod on the interwebs. Um, Disney conversations in a podcast form. That's what we do. That's what we want to do. We want to talk about Disney stuff and, you know, all the other magical stuff that's out there. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, it's Christmas time. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, you may have have Christmas tomorrow, you may have it today, or maybe it was a couple of days ago, or even yesterday. So to you, I say, uh, I hope you have, I hope you are having, and I hope you have had a simply wonderful Christmas time. Let's not sing that song, however, because I'm just not a fan like most people in the world. Once again, my name is David Dollar, and I thank you so much for joining us and downloading once again. And for all you people who subscribe, I thank you for subscribing. I thank you for telling a friend. I thank you for the reviews we've gotten. I am overly blessed, and that's the best gift you could give me is to tell a friend about the show, tell other people about the show, because that's how we grow. I'm going to give you a little hint, confession, bucket list item. I want to get on the new and noteworthy one of these days at, on iTunes. I have another podcast called The Newscast Movie Show. And we do movies, and it's released every Wednesday morning. I love that show. It's very proud of it. Been doing it now for six years. We're on episode 307. Um, so I'd love you to free to check that one out as well on iTunes, the Deucecast Movie Show. But we've never appeared on the new and noteworthy, which now I don't know that we're new, and I don't know how noteworthy we are. But with this podcast, with the Mod Pod, I would love to get there, and I'm going to need your help to do it. So I would love it if you could help out in doing that. Of course, you can find me on Facebook at Disney on a Dollar is my regular page, and that's where all the show links go up, and that's where all the, the, the news links and things like that, and I love to kind of hear reaction from people, and some of the stuff we talked about today is going to be up there. Um, it's going to, It has been up there, and will be up there soon. Uh, Magic on a Dollar at Facebook is there, is kind of our, our fan page, and that's where the, kind of the fan community is, where other people can talk to other people about Disney, and that's where that that's why that is there. Find me on Instagram at Magic on a Dollar. Find me on Twitter at Disney on a dollar. And of course, if you want to email me about the podcast, magic on a dollar podcast at gmail.com. And finally, by the way, if you think you don't know how to get in touch with me, I just gave you 47 different ways. And I'm going to give you one more. If you need some help with your Disney trip, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I want to go to Disney World slash Disneyland slash Adventures by Disney slash Alani in Hawaii slash on a Disney cruise and maybe Harry Potter in Orlando, I'm your guy. Contact me, uh, magic on a dollar at gmail, and I would love to help you out. All right, so let me do some quick plugs here at the top of the show. MyResumeLady.com. She is the sponsor of the show. Uh, MyResumeLady.com. Amy Campbell is a good friend of mine, and she and her team have done tons of resumes, LinkedIn, marketing help, and everything. You need some help with the job. You need some help with a resume. Contact MyResumeLady.com. Amy will take care of you. I promise. And, of course, the show produced by my good friend Clay Shaver, host of the Remodeling Clay podcast that drops every Thursday morning. I uh, love his show. His show is Practical Encouragement. And this past week was a good show, too, all about being selfish, not what you think. So you need to take a listen on that. That comes out every Thursday, the Remodeling Clay podcast. Now, let's get to some Disney news, some world news tonight. Do, 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 do. And uh, two things I want to talk about tonight, uh, because it, it will be kind of a shortened show, because, you know, we, it's Christmas stuff going on, and uh, I'm busy, and you're busy, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but and I, I know you don't want to take up too much of mine, although I have all the time in the world to give you. Um, Donald Trump 
Of course, he is our president, in case you didn't know, in case you fell out from under a rock somewhere. Donald Trump was installed at the Hall of Presidents. Well, not actually the real Donald Trump, um, the audio animatronic. And for those of you not really familiar with the attraction, the attraction itself is um, it's basically at the Magic Kingdom. It's in Liberty Square, and you go in, and they do a show in America. And previously, Morgan Freeman had been doing the narration, and Morgan Freeman is fantastic because he has this great voice. He does a narration kind of about the founding of the country and what it took to make the country. And the curtain rises and you have these audio animatronics across the stage of every single president, starting from George Washington all the way up, up until recently, Barack Obama. And they would go one by one, call their name out. And the cool thing is they're so they're so lifelike. Um, as, as one president is talking, the other presidents are kind of looking around, they're blinking, they're kind of nodding to each other, that kind of thing. It's almost like they're just, they're sitting there acknowledging the fact that, you know, yes, Miller Fillmore, and there's James Polk, and there's Grover Cleveland, and there's, and they're just kind of like blinking and little nods here and there, little nods here. It was really cool. It's a really cool setup. Uh, of course, a lot of people go to Hall of Presidents to take a nap and things like that, but, uh, I've always found the show fascinating. I, I'm a history buff. I don't know a ton of history. I'm just, not that smart, um, but it's it's really it's really really a cool show. Well, of course, every time there is a new president, they will shut it down for about six months or so while they install a new president into the into the fold. Um, they will get that president, and it's been tradition for a long time now. They will get that president to do some speaking stuff. Bill Clinton was the first one that, st- that started that. They they dubbed his voice and actually installed it into the audio animatronic, uh, where you know he would say part of his uh, inauguration speech, and he would kind of give. Uh, uh, just some constitutional stuff or whatever, and just kind of say some stuff. Um, well, uh, you know, George uh, W. Bush did that. Barack Obama did that. And, of course, Trump was going to do that as well. I don't know why it took so long. I have my guesses, but I'm not going to mention it. I'll just say I don't know why it took so long for them to do the Hall of Presidents. It's been closed for about 11 months now, but finally they reopened it this past week. Um, you might find it online, the, the audio animatronic of Donald Trump. It's a little weird. There is a there's a theory rolling around, and I don't believe this theory, but if I found proof that this theory was true, I don't think I would be surprised. Uh, of course, and I'm not speaking too political in saying that most people predicted Hillary Clinton to win. So in that case, I, I wonder if maybe they were working on a Hillary Clinton animatronic, and when Trump won, they just kind of did a reshuffle. You know, I mean, they've had a year, so it's not like they they suddenly had to get this thing open in two weeks. I mean, they had a year to work on it. So I don't know if I buy that theory as much. It is kind of funny to think about, though. But the the, the audio the animatronic looks a little strange. I think it, it was best put. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody said something to the effect of, "It looks like what John Voight will look like when he plays Trump in a 2023 HBO miniseries." So there you go. However, understand this: the audio animatronics of the presidents aren't meant to be viewed up close. They're actually kind of on the stage, set back a little bit. So you're you're several many 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 feet away from them. So a lot of the audio a lot of the presidents. Look a little odd. Barack Obama looked a little odd as well. George Bush looked kind of strange too. If you get right up close to it, you're like, okay, that looks weird. So you see the picture online. Don't 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 get too freaked out about it because you're not going to be all up in Trump's face or anything. Um, they have had a little, uh, little some security walking around just to make sure everything's on the up and up, you know, just in case. Um, and in case you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm going to rush the stage because I don't like our president or I don't like some of the other presidents. Don't do that. They've actually installed little spikes around the front of the stage that you have to jump over, and uh, so you don't want you don't want that to happen. I will tell you that if you get caught rushing the stage to that, not only will you be charged with, with trespassing and vandalism, you very likely could be kicked out of the park for good, and you don't want that to happen. Especially if you're going to call me to help you with your trip, I can't really help you if you can't get into the park. So that's going to be a bad thing. Now, 
what I want to do is I want to play for you uh, about a minute and a half um, of, of Trump's speech and kind of listen to it. It's it's um it's from YouTube. It's a little grainy, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's it's kind of him what you would hear if you heard Trump speak in there. And what I love about it is it's not controversial. There's nothing really. Um, there's nothing that any other president couldn't have said. It sounds great. Um, whether you like his voice or not, I don't know. It's up to you. But go ahead and take a listen to this. It's about a minute and a half, so I think you'll enjoy this. Go ahead. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. From the beginning, America has been a nation defined by its people. At our founding, it was the American people who rose up to defend our freedoms and win our independence. It is why our founders began our great constitution with three very simple words. We the people. Since that moment, each generation of Americans has taken its place in the defense of our freedom, our flag, and our nation under God. These are the achievements of the American spirit. The spirit of a people who fought and died to bring the blessings of liberty to all our people. Above all, to be American is to be an optimist, to believe that we can always do better, and that the best days of our great nation are still ahead of us. It's a privilege to serve as the President of the United States, to stand here among so many great leaders of our past, and to work on behalf of the American people. Hashtag America. Donald Trump installed in the Hall of Presidents, and I personally can't wait to see it. I always love going to the new presidency, to the new president in the Hall of Presidents. And one more final thought. If you're going to get in there and think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to yell at the president, I'm going to yell at the Trump speech, or I'm going to yell at whoever, Obama or Bush or whoever, um, it's a robot. So nobody is taking note about the fact you're yelling at a robot. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to scold anybody on that. You know, everybody has different beliefs on different things, but just, just keep that in mind, and you could get in trouble. Let's switch around now to something more Christmassy, something more festive. I'm, guys, I'm really excited about Christmas this year because, um, as I mentioned before, my, my son does have special needs, and this is really the first year that Santa Claus is really going to be a part of our family for Christmas morning because he's now he's six, and so now he's to the point where he kind of recognizes Santa Claus. So I'm very excited about this. PJ Masks, it's a, it's a Disney property on Disney Junior. We're gonna have a PJ mask on a Christmas. I have already talked to Santa. We got several PJ mask gifts coming as well, and Santa has given me his list on Amazon. So I've kind of worked with Santa to get some Amazon stuff coming, and it's been shipped to our. I've gotten packages every single day this week, which is crazy. Uh, but Santa Claus is coming uh, for Christmas because Christmas time is here. It's wonderful. Now, one of the one of the big traditions at Epcot this year and every year for a long time now, since what 90, 93, 93, something like that. Um, is the candlelight processional ceremony in Epcot. Now, I didn't know a lot about this, and I had to go kind of do some research on it because I wondered if it was always at Epcot. I don't know. But let me walk you through this, and I'll kind of get into what this is a little bit more. Candlelight processional and ceremony is one of the oldest and most beloved traditions in the history of Disney parks. Uh, when Disneyland celebrated their first holiday in 1955, they had some carolers um, from the University of Southern California they, that would walk around performing throughout the park, and guest choirs were involved to are invited to perform daily on Main Street, and um, and so they they kind of re, they rechristened Main Street the Christmas Bowl for the season. So they would walk around, they would perform on the open afternoon of the festival. They called it uh, the Carolers, and a 300 member chorus made up of visiting choirs 
would stand together on the train station steps and sing Christmas carols accompanied by school bands. They would get bands to come from the area, from the high schools, to play and everything. So the next year, um, the carolers and singers from, from eight visiting choirs performed as a group on the station steps. And unfortunately, they were getting so many people to come watch it. The crowds were so big. Uh, they, they had to stay in one simple place. They were going to try to walk around and perform in different places, and they just, they just couldn't. And they were so well-received by Disneyland guests that management decided to make this a future holiday event. So 1958 of December, the first evening candlelight processional was held uh, with singers from 16 choirs coming down Main Street to the plaza where they gave a full concert right there um, with some of the carolers singing from the Sleeping Beauty Castle. 1960, the event went back to Town Square, and they had an actor come in, an actor named Dennis Morgan. He was invited to read portions of the biblical Christmas story between classic hymns, the story of Jesus from the Bible. Um, they decided that that tradition really worked. It was really well-received. So they brought in some other famous actors over the course of the season of the next several years. They brought in Cary Grant, John Wayne, Henry Fonda, Jimmy Stewart, Gregory Peck, Charlton Heston, James Earl Jones, Olympia Dukakis, and many Many others were coming in to sing and to you know, to read while the uh, while the choir actually performed behind him. So they decided to do this um, uh, this as a as a place of honor in Epcot. In 1982, the newly formed Disney Employee Choir, which is volunteer Disney cast members from the park, from Walt Disney Imagineering, and so on, were selected to fill the place of the choir. Of course, the choir was there for 21 years. So now they, after the choir kind of retired, they decided to bring in some cast members and everything. And that's what they do every year is they held auditions to not just at Disneyland, but also at Disney World auditions to be a part of that. Uh, the event was so popular that when Magic Kingdom introduced it in 1971, um, it went to Epcot in 1994, actually. It went from a simple procession of candlelit carolers into this huge classical concert with a, with hundreds of voices. Um, they called it the Living Christmas Tree Orchestra. They had trumpets, they had bell choirs, soloists, sign language interpreters, guest conductors, and a celebrity narrator. But for all of its grandeur, for all of its splendor, Disney guests love, and I love, the candlelight for the way it just it presents the Christmas story. And I'm a believer in the Christmas story, so it's really, really, really cool to see that. So it's been in Epcot now since 1994, and uh, every year they have celebrity narrators that will come up, and they will tell the story. And, and the, way, the way it works, basically, and you can go to YouTube. You actually can go to YouTube and hear the entire thing of various shows and stuff. And um, they'll have the choir that will come in piece by piece and sing these beautiful songs. The choir works for so long to put this thing together, and it sounds wonderful, right? So they'll come in, and they'll sing, and, and they'll do their, their choir stuff. And a celebrity narrator will come out. Uh, everybody from Whippy Goldberg to Stephen Chris Chapman to, uh, you know, um, uh, CCH Pounder, a character actor, has come out there and done it. Um, you know, Kurt Russell was one of the big names this year. Warwick Davis is out there. Neil Patrick Harris is always so popular. And, and I will tell you, the crowds for this lineup, they'll have a perform like three performances, like a 5, 7, and 8.30 or something. And for the 5 o'clock show, people will start lining up around 2.30 or 3 to get in line for this. Um, for the 7 o'clock show, they will start lining up for the 7 o'clock show before the 5 o'clock show even starts. And so Epcot has to work all these crowd management things out to try to figure out where they're going to put everybody. Uh, I've been in these lines before, and it's crazy. It's worth it. It's a beautiful thing. Now, in Epcot, at World Showcase, of course, you've got this semicircle full of countries. Um, if you if you walk World Showcase, you would basically be walking in kind of one huge circle around all the countries in kind of this big U-shape. American Adventure is right there at the top of the circle. Uh, so if you're standing in Epcot, if, let's say you're standing right beside Spaceship Earth. If you look straight ahead, you're going to look straight ahead across the water, across the lagoon, uh, into World Showcase, and there will be America right there ahead of you. There's a pavilion there. And, of course, people will crowd around the opening of the pavilion to try to see what's going on. And they'll, you know, it's, it's hard to see. So it's always good if you get a seat. If you can get some sort of dining package or something to see it, it's great. Do that. Contact me. I'll be happy to help you with that. But, um... 
Kurt Russell is one of the big narrators this year. I mean, Kurt Russell showed up, right? Uh, who doesn't love the, the legendary actor Kurt Russell? So what I want to do to end the show this week is I want to kind of give you a piece, and I pulled this off of YouTube, um, kind of give you a little piece of the Candlelight Processional. You're going to hear the choir sing a song, uh, sing some music. You're going to hear Kurt Russell actually open it up with some talking, uh, with some, some of the story. The choir will sing a little bit. Kurt Russell will come back as well. And so it's about eh, 10 minutes or so. And that's going to end the show here. So after that's over... We'll be done. Uh, I will not come back. The show will just be over. So I just thought it would be kind of fun for you to listen to that, get a piece of what it sounds like, what the what the candlelight processional sounds like, and just kind of hear the story as well. I hope you have had and are having a merry Christmas, a wonderful Christmas. I hope everything. Um, I hope that everything's working out wonderfully for you. Uh, you know, whether you're by yourself, whether you're with family, whether you've lost loved ones or not. I hope that that, that Christmas will just bring you peace and joy this year around. Uh, I love Christmas. I love the holidays, and I hope that it's a great holiday for you. So thank you so much once again for listening to the show. We're going to kick it off now. Let Kurt Russell do his thing. And don't forget, thank you, Kurt Russell. Thank you, the listener. Thank my sponsors, Amy Campbell, MyResumeLady.com, my producer, Clay Shaver. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician. The story of the birth of Christ has been told and retold for over 2,000 years. About 200 years ago, in a small church in Austria, the organist Franz came to Joseph Moore and said, Father Joseph, the organ is broken, and we will have no music for the Christmas Eve service. Later in the day, as Joseph made his rounds, he visited a home where a baby had just been born, and he thought about the birth of the baby Jesus. He was so inspired wrote a poem and went back to the church and found Franz. He said, if we can't have the old organ, maybe we can have a new song and you can play the guitar. Franz said, Father, I only know three chords. Then make a song with three chords. Well, Franz hummed and strummed and soon... He had composed the most beautiful and beloved of all the Christmas carols.
heavenly peace. It's a gift bestowed upon us all during this special time of year. Tonight, people all around the world mark this joyful season with heartfelt sentiment. As we each treasure our unique holiday traditions of family, faith, and culture, let us join together in celebrating the birth of the blessed babe in a manger and rejoice in the universal message of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Joy to the world. child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. <laughs> 